This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to Nerd School. Welcome to Nerd School. My name is Loki. Welcome to the Nerd School podcast. You jerk. I was hoping. I mean, was anybody else? I was like really hoping in the in the uh, in the last Thor that uh, that Beta Ray was going to make a make a cameo. I mean, he was in he was in one, you know Ragnarok. You know, he's one of, on one of the heads of the right. building. Um, but I was really right hoping, like, oh, he's going to show up, and that's and he's going to get Stormbreaker, and it's right. going to be awesome. Uh, that was like one of the one of the few things that I was actually a little disappointed in that movie about. But I'm uh, wondering if they even yeah. if they even thought about doing that though. Like, if it's one of those things, like, well, we could do this, but we have other ideas for Stormbreaker later on. So let's just show a giant yeah. head of him and pay homage, and then later on, right, can... right. And we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially because you know he he was in that uh, was a planet planet Hulk, right? Like so right. He, he was one of the contenders against Hulk and all that kind of stuff. So that plays right into the comic books and into uh, well, of course, Stormbreaker doesn't come around to the next movie, you know. And uh, if I technically, well, not to be technically nerd, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think Beta Ray Bill was in the Planet Hulk animated movie version of Planet Hulk. You're right. You're right. In That's the right. comics, it was That's Silver right. Surfer. Yeah, I love that you said not to be technically right. a nerd as if we aren't a podcast fully <laughs> dedicated. Right. Yeah, right. That. Nerd. I, I nerd. specifically did not want to be the uh, but technically nerd. And, <laughs> to be well, you were so. Uh, but I right. feel compelled. I feel like that's kind of my role. That is your role. No, you you are that nerd. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I might just we all know that who guy. we are. Yeah, embrace it. That guy. Embrace it. You know who you are. The technical nerd. The technically nerd. Actually. uh, Actually is is more of a, I don't know. A little more condescending. A little more uh, misogyny kind of thing. uh, Yeah, because you're you're actually. You're nerd splainer. You're the nerd splainer. We don't have room for misogyny here. Yeah. This is just completely arbitrary, but it's, it's. Actually, is more of the mansplainy kind of thing, whereas yeah. technically would be more of nerd. I think nerd explain as you're also nerd explaining the technicality of the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm all Make about sure we're getting terminology right here, guys. Yep. Well, with that, we might as well just go ahead and start because, as everyone, yeah, knows, let's jump in. I like to ease into a podcast with nerd talk already happening when when it starts so (laughs) some of that will probably be already be in here so uh great you guys may notice listeners you may notice a new voice Uh, we have a guest today on the nerd school podcast and don't worry we are going to finish ant-man and wasp if it kills us are we we're gonna try (laughs) don't Uh, make promises we can't keep joe (laughs) yeah i probably should i probably should but our goal is to finish ant-man and wasp in two episodes uh uh, but yeah, there, a lot happens in the second half that we get we got and a lot of cool stuff. So maybe we won't. But our guest is Johnny Shields, uh, organizer and designer and creator, I guess. I mean, you can clarify this of the Beer City Comic Con in Asheville, North Carolina, which is coming up at the end of this month in September. Well, the end 
this month when this podcast comes out it'll be september so um i I don't have any ambitions of getting out before thursday so uh yeah it'll be september probably so at the end of this september month johnny welcome to the nerd school podcast welcome thanks guys yeah welcome welcome Thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. everybody. Thanks uh, for really being here. here. And yeah, if, absolutely. And if, absolutely. And if you haven't met the us, we got Art Star here, who is the uh, what was that? The uh, you're not the surprise nerd. TBJ's the surprise nerd. You were the Ninja cool nerd. nerd, super cool. I can't remember what yeah, you were. The super cool secret nerd. Yeah. No, <laughs> TBJ was the surprise secret nerd. Uh, Art Star thank is you. the guy who the actual artist, the oh, one the who art, actually yeah. draws things. The art drawer, yeah, he's an artiste, and then Andy's a professor of nerd, nerd dumb. But yeah, TBJ down there at the. Well, I don't know where she's on your screen, but TBJ. <laughs> you can't really see me because I don't somewhere. have good lighting where I am. But oh, there we go. Oh, oh yeah. cool background I, though. TBJ. Just have horrible yeah. lighting. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It looks kind of cool though. Yeah, yeah. Like Thanks. And an effort to get that. away yeah. from my beeping alarm that I can't fix. I've moved locations where there's no light. Oh no! You still have yeah. an alarm issue in your apartment. Listen, I have changed the batteries. I have unplugged that thing, and it still <laughs> beeps. I feel like it's making fun of me at this point. Oh no! So I've moved. <laughs> I recorded my garage now, but my garage is not set up like your garage. Show, okay? Oh, it's not like my garage with all the no, stuff. No, it's not decked out. Yeah, I had to. I had to pre-cool my garage. Anyway, so we're here with Johnny. So Johnny, tell us all about. The Beer City Comic Con is this the first? And am I saying it right? Is that, is that what it's called? The Beer yep. City Comic Con, and this is the yeah, first one. This is the first one. Yeah, yeah, oh, and, um, and yeah, and and it's it's the first one of 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 Beer City Comic Con. It's also kind of the first Comic Con of its kind, as, at least as far as I know, um, where we're really trying to expound the nerddom into like science nerdom in addition to you know comic books and anime and all the all the other fun nerdoms that all comic cons are a celebration of um and so we're bringing the science in by inviting a lot of uh, obviously scientists philosophers psychologists astrophysicists you know uh but then also like not just science but like navy seals and community activists and you know like fantasy authors and all, all sorts of people to just bring a bunch of different new perspectives uh, to like our panel discussions um, and things like that to kind of really do deep dives into some, kind of the, some of the science and geekiness of, of the characters, the storylines and other just fun like stuff that we that people would geek out about that that is science related. So like, like hold on, I wrote some of them down. So like, you know, so, so give you a couple examples just so, so you get a feel for it. So here are some of our panel discussions. So Ben Grimm, Bruce Banner and the shadow self, um, which is like talking, which, which will have a um, clinical psychologist who actually kind of does a lot of work in Jungian psychology um, talking about like, you know, shadow work is like your dark side that you kind of hide from yourself, you hide from everybody else. And using the examples of how Ben Grimm deals with his shadow side or monster side versus Bruce Banner and how he deals with his. And which one, and, and like the idea is being like Ben Grimm does a much better job of dealing with his monster side and incorporating it into his personality and into his, you know, normal self so that when the shit goes down, he can use that monster side for good. 
but it also he can have a normal life. He's married now. He has kids. He, you know, like can can have a, a great life. Whereas Bruce Banner is always he hates his monster side. He hides it away. He pushes it away. He wants to cure it. He wants to get rid of it. And so it always comes in and fucks up his whole life. So he can never lead a normal, healthy life because he is always at battle with his monster side instead of incorporating it. Um, wow. And so, like, that's like, yes. yeah. That's interesting. Although yeah, like, I would say, uh, not that it matters, but uh, Ben Grimm has a, had a much better support system growing up than Bruce oh, well, Banner. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely true. It helps to have a fantastic family. But anyway, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Totally, Which totally. is why well, I mean, there's again, someone in psychology talking about it, Andy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right there in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, I love I'm that. A big idea. fan of Ben Grimm and Bruce Banner. Me too, me too. And and of course, like, and that's uh, and then you know that's another part of the conversation that can happen. And uh, as far as like, well, yeah, like, why would that person develop in that way, dependent on the yeah their support system, their you know all these things that lead into how we deal with our dark sides, you know. Um, so that, I mean, that, that's one, like another just super geeky one is the biology of Star Wars, which is led by an evolutionary biologist. Um, and he basically just takes different, um, aliens from Star Wars and say, okay, what kind of planet would this alien have come from to adapt in this way that they would have these features and, and things like that. So just kind of geek out around that. Like, oh, um, that's cool. That sounds so cool. So cool yeah, and different, yeah. innovative. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. It's so I think I mean it's funny because you you attracted me at at Heroes Con in Charlotte uh, because of walking past your booth of beer right away I saw the beer and the, <laughs> right, and the right. comic book, book drawing of people drinking beer and I was like wow this is for me and then I was what yeah. is this and what's beer and of course Asheville's beer city and right. you you had me at just beer and comic books and then I had no yeah. idea until I really started talking to you uh, that it's it's all about science and all this kind of stuff which is a lot of what we do with the, our nerdy night out shows and everything so we're a definite good fit for this um yeah and, yeah yeah totally. we, yeah so we can't wait to come at least in, in 2024 when we put it on our calendars ahead of time uh <laughs> right, and, right. and uh have enough time to do it but like it's exciting and we're gonna we're, we're we've actually talked already about trying to make a team building trip for us to come up to Asheville and Getting Airbnb yeah. and you know clothing optional guys and Tiffany, uh, <laughs> not clothing optional. Ayahuasca, clothing mandatory. Listen, listen. If, if I know Tiffany, she's saying not clothing optional, but she already has it in the head. Like, well, we get this room. All right, camera. You, yes, there is a fee, a fee to play, but it's not for everyone to see. I'm trying to make it so we have enough money to have a team retreat in Asheville. So if I've got to profit go. off your thighs, Art, let me profit. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the good of us all. The it's not, I'm not stashing away the money. We can take a big ride to Asheville so we can be at the festival next year in style, okay? It, it can be <laughs> Beer City After Hours. It can be oh, the yeah. Art's Thigh yeah. Meat uh, on display. There we go. We'll uh, put it behind a paywall. Everyone's welcome. Yeah, we would fit right in. We, we, we're like working with, we're doing a bunch of like outside events, you know, because part of the idea is this should be a celebration of Asheville. That's why like, you know, Beer City and we will have some of our local breweries represented. You can't have a beer there and everything, but it is a Comic Con more than a beer. It's not a beer festival, you know, but you can definitely get a delicious beer. Um, Hotel but Joe. we have all these other like. <laughs> I love beer. 
Uh, me too. I mean, that's why I, I just kind of took Nashville. all my favorite things <laughs> and like smashed them together. Like, oh, yeah. well, I love comic books. I love beer. Yes. And I love science. So like, why can't we just do it all? Yes. Like, uh, yeah. But, but then we're like, in order to fit in more stuff, we're doing all sorts of things after hours. So art, you know, a little striptease show or whatever <laughs> you, you had in mind. But, like we, ha we, have a, we have a drag brunch going on on Sunday of the con. Yes. Like, you there know, you that's go. something you're into. Come on. Like, <laughs> you make some dollar bills there. Yeah. I'll throw some down that juice man. I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, we have our first supporter. Thank you, Johnny. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I want to get y'all there. It's all for you. I just want to get y'all there. If I got to put cheese strings out arts, I mean, dollar bills out arts cheese string to do it, that's what I got to do. I'm, yeah, we need some makeup artists. We got some, we'd have some good friends that could really uh, glam you up too, Art. Like, uh, if you're yeah, really going to be yeah. drag, like, we can do this. Now we're but, talking. Or just, like, just get into the biology of thigh meat and exactly how <laughs> it relates to nerd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the we science. Can make, yeah. We can make it sciencey. He can be in his favorite character, but with very limited clothing. And there we go. There's after hours art star. There it is. Lilu the Fifth <laughs> Element. I think that's your costume. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Orange hair yeah, and perfect. basically the duct yeah, tape. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what what are the dates and the location and where do we get tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um the dates are well, so it's a little, it's a little weird. So, on September 29th, which is a Friday, um isn't the full con, but we have our Beer City Con X event, which is essentially um a playoff of TEDx. So, it's like TED meets a Comic Con. So, it's a short form lecture series with some of our guest comic book creators like Mark Russell and Stephanie Williams. Um, but then also uh, a bunch of our sciencey people um, covering covering all sorts of different bases. like uh, and you know it, like Chief Sneed, the principal chief of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, is coming to do a talk. I mean, we have like lots of awesome people. So, so cool. that's on Friday afternoon. And then, but then Saturday and Sunday, so that would be September 30th and October 1st, is the full cons with the panels and everything like that. And, you know, like, sorry, I'm going to keep throwing things in. There's a lot of shit going on, just just so if you haven't figured it out yet. Oh, yeah. Like, one, of the, one of the other things that we have going on, so like, you know, there's the whole con and the vendors and all the fun stuff, cosplay contests, all that stuff. Great, uh, all interesting panels that like we talked about. But one cool thing that we've added too is like right on the arena floor or for the event on the vendor floor, we have um, the, Pis <clears throat> the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute is coming and setting up a portable planetarium. And you're going to be able to go and do like classes and star tours and, and like the vastness of space what? and spectacular. I can't ever say it right, but it's like the, the light that different elements give off and stuff. And so you do it. I mean, it's fascinating, like really, Whoa. really, really cool stuff. Um, so that's going on. Those classes are going to be going on just all day, both days. Like, but you just can be walking around at the vendors and then, you know, it's, it's a small paid ticket. It's like, I mean, $6 or something, which all goes back to uh, the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute. Whoa. Um, but yeah, so you do that right on the floor. But, uh, but yeah, so we have that. So Friday is ConX. Um, and then we also have like a bunch of other cool shit going on. Like uh, we're doing a screening of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie 1990, you know, the original live action movie. Yes. With the screenwriter, with the screenwriter Todd Dlingen is going to be there. 
uh, doing a question and answer period. And it's happening at Asheville Brewing and Pizza, which is a pizza place, a brewery, and it's in an old movie theater. Ah, so it's showing yes. on the big screen, like doing a pizza party, Ninja Turtles with oh. the screenwriter and yeah. having beer. It's going to be awesome. That's Saturday, <laughs> that Saturday night? It's Saturday and, I mean, it's Friday and oh. Saturday night, actually. Okay. <clears throat> um, the Saturday night, so Friday is just with Todd Lane and the screenwriter. Saturday yeah. night, same thing with Todd, but also um, Mark Thompson and uh, Wayne Gra- uh, Wayne Grayson. Yeah, who are two voice actors who have, were in like Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that, but also were in a version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, television show, like cartoon. Awesome. Um, so, so that's happening and everybody gets like a, a movie poster signed by everybody at the end of the thing and everything. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then, oh yeah, and then so, and there's a bunch of other shit too. I'm not, I'm just, you know, like, so like Saturday, we're also doing a drink and draw, which is with um, team cul-de-sac and Chris Sparks, who does the drink and draw for heroes con. Um, so they're coming and doing that at green, green man brewing on Saturday night, <clears throat> which here's another thing. So these things tie in together. This is really cool. <laughs> so green man is doing a special beer for us. It's called Ninkasi's nectar. Ninkasi is the name of our mascot logo. She's the goddess of beer. Um, and so Green Man's doing a special beer and beer label that's going to be released for the con. Uh-huh. And Charles Charles Vess did the did the artwork, who was the original artist for Sandman, you know, like with Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's like a, an amazingly well-respected fantasy uh, artist for yeah. like fantasy novels, graphic novels, all sorts of things. So he did the, the artwork for the for the can uh, that w- it gets oh. released on September 14th. We're having a party at Green Man. So no one sees it until you actually have to show up and see it be revealed wow. uh, in the can and everything. Yeah. And so for the draw, we're auctioning off the original artwork by Charles. Um, so you can actually take the actual piece of paper that he, you know, created, uh, drew on yeah. for uh, for that, which the money goes to Team Cul-de-Sac, which goes to the Michael J. Fox uh, Foundation for Parkinson's Research. Um, so that's going on Saturday as long as well as the Teenage Mutant Turtles thing on Sunday. You know, like I said, we have a um, a drag brunch, like comic theme, comic book theme drag brunch going on Sunday morning, and then Sunday afternoon after the con is over, we're doing a Star Wars concert with the Asheville Symphony Orchestra. So that's all the like John Williams music uh, from the Star Wars stuff. Um, so that's gonna be freaking rad too. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's there's there's a scratching of the surface. There's a whole bunch of shit to, <laughs> to check out. Go to the go to the website to see it. It's just beercitycomiccon.com or we're on all the socials. So just look us up on there and you'll you'll find us and be able to stay abreast of everything. Yeah, the smartest world smartest comic con. Yeah, I'm on there right now checking it out. Um, and I could just stare yeah. at this instead of doing the podcast the rest of the day or the rest of the evening. But <laughs> all right, see uh, you. we gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but right. uh, no, just so cool. Like it's just so cool. Uh, all of it is so exciting at the Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville. Yeah, uh, yeah probably... which is not in Cherokee, North Carolina. It's the Civic Center in downtown Asheville. There's confusion gets made. Harris yes. just paid to get naming rights to that. Uh, but people yeah. have in the past have shown up in Cherokee, North Carolina, oh. being like, hey, I'm, I'm at the place. Where are you guys? Oh, like, no, we're not half away. So oh, don't no. just go to Asheville. It's right in downtown Asheville. It's easy to find. Yeah, so just. <laughs> Yeah, if if worse comes to worse, just go to Asheville and then you'll find it. Yeah, yeah and you'll you'll track it down from there. It's easy enough. Um, 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you got some cool merch there on the side. You got all kinds of mm-hmm. guests and people there. Oh man. I can't imagine what you're going through right now. Well, I actually can because I'm I'm in the middle of planning a comedy festival, which is next weekend. Uh so there you go. same kind of there thing. Just like a million pieces and bands, and that's what that's what Art and I were talking about. Oh my god, on about he's got to be there just to let people go to the bathroom. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, I mean, this is, I'm sure anybody playing these comic cons with all the vendors there, I can't imagine all that goes into doing this and keeping it all. Yeah, dude. Um, like, so I, like my background is in event production. So I've done event production for over 10 years, but mostly for the most part that was in craft beer. So doing beer festivals, brewers, conferences, beer and food pairing events, Stuff like so that. you really uh, do get to marry all your things together. I know. Yeah, it's very, that's very true. Like it's just all my favorite stuff. Um, yeah. Well, and I do think like, like beer, like a well-done comic book or 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 any story, like especially sci-fi, like is a, a great marriage of science and art. You know, like to be a good brewer, you have to be an artist and you have to be a scientist. Like you have to be able to hit those numbers exactly the way they need to be hit and balance them out. But you also have to have the fluid play and creativity of an artist at the same time. And I feel like, a well, I mean, really just a well done anything, whether it's a comic book, a movie, a, a, a novel or whatever, um, is, is kind of that marriage of being able to like hit all the points you need to hit to make sure you're getting your plot line ac- across and all that sort of thing, but also have the fluidity and creativeness and the, the breaking the rules at the appropriate time uh, kind of thing to really make it a beautiful piece of art. Um, and so that's why it's kind of like a celebration of all those things. And a good scientist is that way too. You know, like you yeah. gotta be able to follow the rules, but you also gotta be able to look at the unknown and all right, how do I design an experiment to, to find the answer to this? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I see it as all, all kind of interconnected. I mean, like they, they seem as very disparate things, but like for in my mind, I see like, oh no, there's a through line here. Like all these things are are very much connected uh, to me. But I'm also dyslexic and I have a tendency to like see connections. Like the you know usually they are there. They're just harder to see. But like sometimes mm. I see connections that other people are like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> but, <laughs> and you can just make the connection, right? Like if you yeah, right, it, right, exactly. You don't see it, well, but let's yeah. make it. Yeah. That's a good thing about being a philosophy major. I can usually come up with an argument that, that I can sell my point. Um, <laughs> well, if you think about it this way, this way, this way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think everything is connected. I think you can take any two things and somehow find a way to connect them, preferably through Deborah Joe Rupp, but not always. And it can be kind of way. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah, you guys oh, how Buddhist of you. Very connected of everything. Do you uh have a like so do you how big is your team of people that like put on the fest? Like do you have a, a team of people that are yeah helping you? I mean obviously Oh my god, absolutely. Um and I definitely could not could not do it without them. Um yes, yeah, our team is about it's about seven or eight people that are like really fully on the team. And then we have, you know, like, but like one of those people is like Kudzu Brands, who's our marketing company um, who handles a lot of that, you know, so they did, you know, like uh, Ninkasi, who you've seen, our, our mascot uh, was designed by Heather Flowers, who is both a comic book artist, but she also just happened to work for this marketing company who she wouldn't even work in design. But when I came and hey, this is the idea of the event. This is what I'm thinking for this like kind of logo mascot thing that I want. 
Yeah. And the, the, the owners there like handed it off to her, like, well, you, this is your wheelhouse. So yeah. it was her first time to design a logo and stuff like that for the awesome. company. That's pretty um, awesome. That's pretty awesome. And I think she hit it out of the park, man. I, I couldn't be happier with that. That's how, so cool. So you have somebody who's got these skills, maybe kind of not even using the skills necessarily, but yeah. doing other things for marketing and then just by happenstance gets to use those skills and then you have this awesome oh, logo. How cool is that? That's totally, totally. Well, it's been cool because she really appreciates it. I mean, she does like she'll be in our artist alley, like selling her artwork, uh, which is fantastic. And a lot of the comic local comic shops here will carry her stuff. Cool. Um, but like, but it's been pretty cool for her because you know, Charles Vess took her character and did a rendering of it. And so, like, she's one of the few people that's actually seen the the, the, the end thing for the can. Because I sent it to her, I was like, "Hey, you got to see this Charles <laughs> Vess just in your character." You know, uh, she's like, "I promise, I'm not crying right now." <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Well, you know, um, as, as, as yeah. an artist, it's always awesome when you do something and then you have someone else do it, and maybe they do it better than you did. But then it's also like it's your idea, like your vision. Yeah, yeah. There's a head yeah. of me floating around there that I did. That one of my ex coworkers did a marker version of me, which it was way better than mine, but it still was inherently me. And it's still like yeah. when I people say like, "Oh, I love that." Who did it? Like she did it, but like I felt proud because even though she did it, it's something that she did based off of something that I originally did. So it's right, almost right, like my right. my Picasso moment or my you know, <laughs> Jackson yeah, Pollock yeah. moment. <laughs> no, totally, totally. Well, it, it's been fun for her too. Actually, just today I sent her a picture of I just picked up one of our other artists. Um, well, he's kind of an, like so he is one of our artists, vendors that'll be at the con. His name's Edwin Silas, um, and he he makes like marionettes. He also makes like wooden action figures, but it makes the whole packaging and everything like that too. It's yeah. really really cool. Yeah. So he did a marionette of Ninkasi. Um, and I just picked it up today and, and of course sent her the picture of like, look at this. Like, you know, just how much her creation is being brought into these different mediums and different things. Like so cool. uh, it's really, it's been, it's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, someday we'll get the rhino corn out there, art star and have uh, somebody draw the rhino corn. Somebody, right. uh, some well, famous. Draw a picture of you wearing the rhino corn, Jeff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, my kids each have a rhino corn sweatshirt. You have to be wearing it. Yeah. (laughs) So those of you who don't know, just Google. I think you can search rhino corn on Redbubble, and you can find Art's artwork. Uh, It's a a rhino and a unicorn and a guy mixed together (laughs) somehow. (laughs) My kids love it, and they they each have a sweatshirt of it. So um, cool. All right. Anybody else have anything else about the the Beer City Comic Con? September 29th, 30th, October 1st. Are those the right dates? And that. That's that's it. You got in Asheville, yep. Asheville, not Cherokee, North Carolina. In Asheville, yeah. at the Harris Asheville, North Carolina. Harris Cherokee, Cherokee Center. Center. I almost don't even want to say the Cherokee bit because I don't want to go see it. <laughs> but it's Beer right, City because right, right. it's Asheville. Beer and yep. nerdum and 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 intelligence is the best combo. You know, it's great. You can yeah yeah. I'm killing I'm killing brain cells drinking this beer, but I'm just killing the dead ones anyway. You know, so <laughs> but, I'm, but yeah, right. And I'm and I'm you know we've got some neurogenesis going here. I'm, I'm encountering new ideas. You know, so yes. uh, maybe we're building building new ones, uh, new connections and stuff as fast as we're killing <laughs> the brain cells. So even out at the end of the weekend, I think that's what we're going for. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're that's weeding cool. out the weak ones. 
<laughs> there we go. Exactly. Exactly. Survival of the fittest <laughs> brain cells. There, yeah, that's exactly right, it. Right. That's what that's exactly what it's supposed to be. And so with that, we can jump back into Ant Man and Wasp. What our Let's do uh, it. So if those of you who listened to our previous episode, you'll remember we left off uh, when they uh, they had to go back to get Scott's old suit because Hank Pym had taken out the whatever receptors in the newer suits, but they need to use those to find the lab, right? They need to reconfigure them to, to be able to work with whatever to detect the lab somehow, some kind of And stuff. this is after Scott has been telling them he has destroyed the suit for a while. Yeah. We are just now right, discovering yeah. he did not, in fact, destroy it. Yeah, so they're kind of pissed, but kind of happy. So, But we finished this scene, so he goes in. And then he's having all kinds of troubles with his suit. He's growing big and small, bigger and smaller, growy, growy, shrinky. Uh, shrinky, growy. Yeah, shrinky, growy. And he gets the sweatshirt out of the lost and found and makes it out of the school right in time for uh, Hank to say, hey, do you want a juice box and some string cheese? Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, do you really have that? You know, uh, <laughs> which is one of the best moments. So so we always have to pause at the great moments. I try to keep keep them in here. So. Uh, but by any means, anybody have anything to say about anything, hop in as normally. Um, and so so they end up using the suit to track the building. Immediately, they find the building, the uh, lab, in the in Ghost's lair. And Scott uh, immediately names his new aunt, Ulysses S. Grant, uh, to go <laughs> try to find, get to the lab. Uh, but before they can get it, get it, Ghost whoops their ass. Um, so we get to really see Ghost in action, and this all these fights between Ghost and the Shrinky Growies are fun because, like, <laughs> yeah, totally. you know, sometimes you punch through Ghost, sometimes Ghost gets hit, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small, they're all over the place. Um, but yeah, she, creative fight scenes are, are really the what keeps you hooked into the Ant Man movies is just seeing like yeah. later, like they throw into giant Pez dispenser at a <laughs> oncoming motorcycle yeah, exactly. ways to make car chases more interesting is throw shit like that in there and it's it's a lot of fun yeah the giant pez that comes yeah. with a big salt pepper shaker um yeah. but she but ghost gets the best of them at this point and they end up out cold tied to chairs and then go we get to get to know ghost a little bit her name's ava and she says i'm not going to hurt you unless i have to I need what's in your head. And then she's sort of, you can see she's got these extra powers of whatever. She's trying to get, I guess, the knowledge from, it ends up being that she needs to get whatever uh, Janet's power has, you know, to get, find Janet to get sucker power dry, I guess. Uh, I guess is kind of what we find <laughs> out, right? Is that? Well, that's yeah. what ends up happening. But I, but I feel like, it, it, but, she just what doesn't she want like hank they like because it's uh what's his name goliath and and like they know that they need something from hank to like figure out the bill foster yeah. algorithm yeah bill foster like that to to figure out what's going why she's getting displaced and and to, to solve that kind of quantum thing that's going on with her molecules or whatever i don't, I don't remember yeah exactly and she she is in desperate need of it because she alludes to the right. pain she's feeling that no one else can well, and we're about they don't, to get they to don't even know about 
about Janet Van Dyne at this at, at that point. Yeah, right? I don't they're, think they're not yeah, trying to get yeah, her. Like, she that's, just that's wants a surprise. Yeah, she's we get to we get to solve everything just by yeah. her showing up again. You know, like, they have uh, all the quantum yeah. stuff, and we're about to get the backstory about Elias Star and all that. But I had to, to pause because I took a note right here, and I just like. So far, and you got you guys are gonna kill me for this. I know you're gonna get mad because anytime I, go. anytime I go. criticize anything, you gotta jump all over me. But I think <laughs> Ghost so far, I mean, at least in this, I'm not saying in the comics, but the way that in this movie, it's kind of the dumbest thing in the MCU. Like it's not believable. Like it doesn't look like something that could really happen. Like the other things, as weird as they are, you know, Hulk, even Hulk is it just doesn't like. Oh, I wow. love that you just said this about a dang old movie where they shrink and grow and shrink yeah, and grow. No problem with and that. And then you're like, reason. this is very unbelievable. Joe. Oh my god! I just made a revelation that I was not aware of. Uh, Elias Star, who is, I guess, Ghost's father. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're about to get to that. So Elias, she, the backstory that he explains, I think Hank explains through Bill Foster, is that Elias Star, her father. They were colleagues at S.H.I.E.L.D. Hank had him fired and discredited, according to her. And uh, and then she's taking these uh, risks to restore his name. Or Elias well, Star. No, they were working on something and then... Andy has something prophetic. Has, yes. in, in the comics, he had to take risks to restore his name. Yeah, right. Elias yes. Star is Egghead. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, if you look at the character... You, you should. I mean, I. I've guess. never known Egg, Egghead's real name. I just realized right, I never but, needed but, to know Egghead's real Egghead. name. I've never heard of Egghead. <laughs> he's a ridiculous. Well, in DC comics, he's yeah. like a ridiculous uh, guy who just came makes out egg with puns. a new action figure and performed. But this is just he's got he's a bald guy who was an enemy of Hank Pym early on. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So there's an Egghead in DC and in Marvel. Yeah. Well, Egghead was Vincent Price on the old Batman TV show, and uh, he would just sit there and make "Ooh, it's excellent" kind of dumb puns. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but there's a different Egghead. Yeah, this, egg, this Egghead is Doctor Elias Star. He just happens to have a weird bald egg-shaped head because you know this is from September is 1962. Stanley Jack Kirby creation, Tales to Astonish number 38 is his initial appearance, and uh, so he's a little ridiculous. But I didn't realize. I never knew his real name was Elias Star. I never made that connection until I just looked it up now. So this guy doesn't end up coming in the future movies then, is what you're saying. I doubt but, it. But her father yeah. is kind of, sort of, an egghead-shaped bald guy. Well, they do show him, right? They show him right, in a flashback yeah. thing, like when they're mm -hmm. telling the story, right? Uh, because they talk about, oh, yeah, he's, he's got to take risks because Hank discredited his name, so he's making all this stuff in the explosion that made her have molecular disequilibrium, which is what she has. And that's what's like, you don't think that you don't think that could be a real thing. Every cells ripped apart and sewn back together over and over again is what she says. And then Bill Foster comes and says, yeah, it's a, just a quantum anomaly uh, that he found in Argentina. Uh, and, but, and that when uh, uh, Scott says, do you guys just put quantum in front of everything? <laughs> does he that say that? Right? In there? Yeah. The, yeah. One yeah, point he does that. Which is kind of, I think, Although, to your point, is that this is, seems a little unbelievable. So let's have someone undercut the the techno babble. Yeah, right. Make make uh, the make the joke to crack a wise about it a little bit. Though at the but, same time, you know that is a thing in in you know quantum physics that we do know of particles that will disappear and then reappear and the and like the um the well one yeah. of the theories is that they are leaving our universe and going to a you know another universe and then popping back in. 
And so, you there know, you go. Okay. Okay. Burn. someone, someone yeah. had that happen on their, the molecules of their body. Okay. That it's helps. Good. It's good. We got the, the, the science convention. <laughs> yeah. Science yeah. 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 Bring it here. Yeah, it's timing, Johnny Shields. We needed you <laughs> this episode. To help yeah, me also, not hate this. I need you not to be such a hater sometimes, Joe. Well, he's I helping me not to be a hater. But you're a hater well, all the time. But now, I'll now tell you, we need Johnny to explain the science of Hawkeye's trick arrows. To exactly. Get to I know. Right. Joe, <laughs> Sam Hawkeye. He's a bow and arrow guy. That's all he is. He's a guy he can hang with all of them with a bow and arrow. That makes him a badass. Okay. I had he a, is, got no super strength. Okay. He, a, he's a man. I had a conversation with Joe the other day. And I asked him, like, this is kind of jumping ahead, but I like, had he seen Endgame yet? And I know we kind of touched on it in the Hawkeye series, but how does he feel about Clint as Ronan as opposed to Clint just being a man with a bow and arrow? And I don't think he really, he didn't really we'll, get we'll, that. We'll talk about that. that. So you like, a guy with, you like a guy with swords better than a guy who could kill you exactly, from 100 right. yards away. Oh, okay. And hang with superhumans. He can, Joe. Can you hang with superhumans and hold your own? Well, no, I, I can hang. I can hang with my neighbor Carl, who has a three-legged dog and can also shoot a bow and arrow. Okay, so Carl's Carl eighty-three old, years old and plays the tuba. You. Okay, I can hang with Carl, but I'm asking you: Can you hang? Carl rides a ten-speed bike in my neighborhood at less than one mile an hour and somehow doesn't fall over. So that is really good. But Listen, he can also like shoot a bow and arrow because anybody can. Not anybody can. I'm hey, gonna take come on. Shoot a bow and arrow is harder than like. It is very hard. I'm going to take Joe really... out. <laughs> so I used to work threat? for like wilderness survival skills summer camp out in Portland. And so I had to teach a lot of archery. It's harder than it looks, but it's also super badass and super fun once you yes. do get to where you can shoot a bow and arrow man you feel fucking awesome really <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my god well and like so this here we go i told you i was gonna be as worse than you guys at tangents but like one of the best games that we had at this camp is so we had foam archery but the only foam part was that the the arrows were just normal real arrows but you take the sharp point off and put this like foam big fat foam tip on the end and then just use real bows and real arrows and you get to shoot them at each other and it's kind of like paintball where like it's still it hurts to get yeah, hit yeah. you know like yeah. it's you definitely it's like, don't want to get hit yeah it's not gonna but kill you but it hurts fun. like hell yeah and you can aim at yeah, each other's but, balls uh yeah i mean technically headshots against the rules um but uh balls are although it's funny because Balls are fair game, but these, you know, you're playing with like kids and stuff. Like they don't have much balls to speak of, uh, so it'd be really hard to hit them uh, if you're going for it. But like, but it was funny too because like my my kids uh, were in the camp all summer because my wife and I both worked there, and so we'd always play like just dodge arrow, which is dodgeball, but you have bows and arrows instead, and you're shooting at the other team and stuff. And so, and then eventually we'd usually be like, all right, it's counselors versus students, and so we just put all the kids on one side, and then the two counselors for the group. But then that was your opportunity to really nail the kids that have been driving you crazy all week. Yeah. <laughs> and then a lot of times, like, oh my God, yeah. And then, but a lot of times, like, my son would be in my group, and I'd just go over the, and usually, like, headshots are against the rules and stuff, and I'd just go to my other counselor, like, hey, you can totally hit Sawyer in the head, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, like, drill him. Though the the, hard, the the bad thing though is that he's a really good shot, like he's really good at archery. So if you got if you hit him, he totally get you back, like and really uh, like do a, yeah. a draw like way behind his ears is coming super fast. <laughs> like, wham! 
nail in the face. So I learned my lesson pretty quickly about that. Like he's a better shot than I am. So like, don't hit him in the face. He'll get you back. <laughs> but anyways, just to say, yeah, archery is fucking awesome, dude. Like, and it's been, yeah. if you can do good archery, you can do some cool shit. Like, uh, yeah. and you like also the, have to be like kind of a ninja like, like Ronan too. So yeah, exactly. Uh, it's exactly. just like he's a guy at the bar who's really good at darts. Like he's just Dale. <laughs> At the local pub. You're I'm also really good hater. at darts, so I am that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's just a hater. All right, back to molecular disequilibrium. Dis- uh, yeah, there we go. Which we've established guess... does have scientific backing. So, so I, yeah, I think if you tell me, for some reason, if you tell me some of her cells are going to another dimension and back, that's somehow more believable than whatever there, you know, whatever it was that helps. But I guess my thing is like, where does, where's the blood? Like what's happening to her blood and everything. So how's her heart still right. pumping if her cells aren't even there, you know, like eh. yeah, the, the whole thing, like her cells getting torn apart and then switched back together. It's like, well, you'd have to have this condition and the powers of Wolverine to really make that work where yeah. you're healing as fast as you can like get torn apart kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that, I guess that does kind of, it kind of like what, but she's, she can barely stand it any longer. She's going to die. It's really painful. So that at least you could tell. Well, but... here's the thing, Joe. Yeah. Here's the thing. Most people aren't thinking that hard about that. <laughs> They're just like, oh, that's fucking, either that's fucking cool or that, that sucks. Well, like, well, what happened to her blood? Like, yeah, most people aren't, <laughs> yeah, most people aren't taking notes for a podcast about it. And that was like, I didn't pay up that much attention until I had to type it. I was like, what? Molecular decent? What? What is this? How is this happening? You know, you just like buy that she's, you know, it's painful and she's going to die if she doesn't change something, you know, it's, but like walking through this stuff kind of, eh, I don't know, I guess, but I believe in ghosts. So maybe, I don't know anyway, but, uh, she, so she likes bill, uh, but other people at shield weaponized her and she stole, she spied and killed for shield. They lied to her and said they were going to cure her. Um, and then it cuts to the goofy moment with Cassie's soccer shoes. But I want to put a pin in this for a second because this whole back story, they show her doing all this kick-ass stuff with S.H.I.E.L.D., right, with, with the ghost costume. It's kind of badass. So I wondered if you know, is there any speculation or potential talk of I could see that being a series of her S.H.I.E.L.D. chapter, you know, of being a series on Disney Plus sometime. Uh, I don't think so. No talk well, about well they're making the Thunderbolts movie where she's in it. So oh, okay. if we get it, we might get into her backstory there. But I, I, I can't. It's too many. It's too many. It's an, ense- an ensemble cast kind of thing. So I think yeah. there's too many people. Like look, look what they did with Black Widow and Yelena. Like you get a little her backstory, but can you imagine having to do that for almost every other character? Like that's okay. We gotta get more Red Guardian stuff. We gotta do some more. Let's. One of Joe's other favorite characters, some more Bucky stuff. Ah, we got to do some some Taskmaster stuff. What? You don't like Bucky? Oh man, we're gonna get into it now. Fuck Bucky. No, Bucky really sucks. Fight today. Bucky's one of my favorite characters. Bucky's a douche. No offense. Oh, <laughs> he no, no, was man. being mind control. Okay. Bucky, the wait, Bucky wait, that we wait, get uh, at the wait. cookout is the best Bucky. I hate Bucky from the comics. Really, I don't mind him in the MCU as much, except. Like Sebastian Ed, Ed Brubaker's Bucky, like the whole that whole thing, you didn't like Ed Brubaker's run with Captain America. He, he, when Bucky it, comes back, he doesn't. I don't think he, read, I don't he think hasn't he read, read that much. Yeah. You you don't like like 1940s Bucky costume. Yeah, when he's just right? oh, like, oh, like oh, oh, best oh, buddy okay. and the weird like <laughs> he's, he's the guy <laughs> we're teaching that's a, that's about. A, that's a story character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything. I'm just, Ed Brubaker's uh, 
right okay. uh version okay. of the winter okay. soldier is is tress magnifique and is, uh... <laughs> is ed Bru is ed brubaker gonna be at your comic-con in beer city no unfortunately he couldn't come i i, I re he was one that i really wanted i love ed brubaker like his independent self is amazing his run on captain america was amazing like i mean he's he's catwoman so no hard feelings you're not yeah. mad at him he, for not coming good. No hard feelings. No, people, people got people got lives they got to do. I'll get them maybe next year. You know, we'll next see. year you get Ed um, Brubaker. That's hopeful. Yeah, maybe, who knows? We'll, we'll yeah, see. Ed Brubaker, maybe. I just, yeah. that's a cool name. Yeah. So, what, so, so here's the thing, and just just we'll, we'll get back to the movie. But yeah. like <laughs> the, the, the the Bucky thing is like so. What Ed Brubaker did was take this kind of silly character and make him cool. To where the backstory was like that whole thing of him being this little geeky guy was all a show because okay. he was really the assassin going like so captain america could keep his, his hands clean but they would send bucky in behind the lines and go and slit everybody's throats Ooh. so that like you know so that cap could come in in a place of glory and the newspaper reels would, would show it. and then, like and, then he, and then he'd come stand next to it so he, they made him into like a total badass and then of course they get him in tournament in the winter, winter soldier and everything like that but he was already a badass before he became the winter soldier i love like, i love days. i love when they repurpose characters that are just sitting there oh, or not doing anything or lame and make him cool like the whole robin totally. turning him into death death strike or whatever he was called like death strike nightwing yeah see i'm terrible at this I nightwing or Red Red idea of that i mean We've talked through this podcast a little bit about throughout the movies. There'll be little spots where just some random character in the background has a name of something that's been in a comic and they might never use it again, right. but they use it just because it's there and they have the knowledge and yeah. nerds will I love like when it. They do that. Yeah. yeah, we call it that. <laughs> Like a nerd dropping, I can't remember what we called it, but it was like a little nerd just uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's what called it. it. It was the the Easter egg, Easter but then I was chicken. calling it like Easter what came chicken. first, the Easter egg or the Easter chicken? I well, guess. Easter, and, chicken. <laughs> Easter chicken is something that may or may not actually come to fruition. But so it it's not an Easter yeah, egg until it's an Easter chicken until they use it later, and then it becomes right, an Easter egg. It, yeah, then it, then it becomes an Easter egg. Okay. I like it. I like how you're turning it on. So, like, so like basically, <laughs> your, your Elias um, Starth um, theory yep. will classify as an Easter chicken. Now, if until, until they up, officially call him Egghead, yeah, right. then, then right. it's an Easter egg, right. which they may never do. So it, yeah. it may never become an Easter egg. Right. But now it's an Easter chicken. It's like well, it's an Easter egg. It's like getting there for comic book people. I mean, you that get it, you know, like, and that's yeah. part of the thing. If they gave it away, it wouldn't be as much fun. You wouldn't have to discover it. It was just out there right. in the open. You know? Right. Like, yeah. So Egghead is not an egg yet, is what you're saying. Exactly. He's a chicken. <laughs> wow, that's getting deep now. All right. I do anyway. still have a thing, a question about the egghead thing. Like, what would have there been battles between Marvel and DC as far as like court battles of over names? Like, you can't use Eggman. Egg well, egghead, egghead was kind of like a slang egghead. term for nerd in general. Yeah, right. Oh, egghead so, is just an insult. Yeah, so, so I'm a so bit, I think it's one of those like not copyrightable kind of. But like, if DC, but there some, have been sure. There's been disputes here and there. I mean, there's. Or there's, uh, you know, like very Captain obvious. The, yeah, Captain the Captain Marvel, Marvel thing, thing is the the biggest. Was one like a copyright that they snatched up uh, before DC right. could could get their ducks in a row. And there's a there's a lot of back and forth, especially with like the same creators. Like Jack Kirby, uh, you know, famously worked for for both companies, and, back, yeah. and he was just a wellspring of ideas. But there's a lot, sometimes there's similarities, like you know, Thanos and Darkseid have a lot of 
general foreboding ogre similarity kind of things yeah right uh and you know there's a lot of back and forth and feeding off each other and they i think they're all right man deadpool is is basically a deathstroke knockoff that has kind of come into his own so i mean but there are it's it's so back and forth i don't think it's even worth it to try to sue each other over copyright infringement anymore yeah right because you know well they probably have so many lawyers involved in all of it don't they don't they everything's probably got to go through legal anyway yeah well are people... mean, when they create i don't know if they care that much about <laughs> what the comic it's, book guys are doing it's when they have to try to make a money-making yeah. franchise and maybe it's a different thing yeah right but... once we get right, into the yeah. mcu and all this stuff too so yeah i guess uh and then i was just thinking with um it reminds me of what you say jack kirby and those guys going back and forth between the two franchises uh so is this a weird thing with uh Damn it. Who's the Guardians of the Galaxy guy? Gun, um, John, James Gunn. James, James Gunn going taking over the DCU. Yeah. yeah. So is it is it? Do people get like upset and loyalty brand loyalty upset? Oh, there's the there's a I don't know if it's brand loyalty, but right now uh, the DC the Zack Snyder DC movie fans. I don't even know if they're they don't uh, like the James number Gunn. as much as it sounds like they do. They're a loud, vocal, probably minority, given the box no, obviously numbers. not very many of them because none of those movies did very well. <laughs> right, right. The movies don't do well, and it's you know like they're ninety percent slow motion. <sighs> Look how cool we are. Yeah, right. You got to be cool before you can say that. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm not gonna go off on that tangent, but they're they're ready to hate anything is that's not what Zack Snyder has done. Cause they didn't let Zack okay. Snyder. They're always like finish the Snyderverse or sell the Snyderverse yeah, right. to Netflix. So he can keep making his, and then you can do your own. We just need more of that. And uh, so they're ready to pounce on anything. James Gunn says or does that. Uh, right. So this is like a, a, but I think James Gunn knew that coming in. He's very kind of plugged in. So he's like, all right, I'm not yeah. going to have to deal with the Zack Snyder mess. It- did James Gunn do Blue Beetle? Uh, no, that was already in production, but that's, okay. I think that's going to be considered part. Like it he is likes considered it enough. part of the new because he's a yeah. Kevin yeah, Feige. I, I, heard him, right? I heard him say that on a uh, on a podcast. Uh, James Gunn, and I, honestly, like I think he he knows that. But like we said, like the James, I mean the Zack Snyder people are relatively few in number. I couldn't be more excited about James Gunn taking over the DC uh, universe. And I'm super psyched to see what he does with it. Cause it needs yeah. like, I like, you know, there's, there's some of those movies I liked uh, as far as Zack Snyder's ones, but um, in general, I don't think he did really just about anybody justice uh, at all. Ironically, um, just you know, I'm going to let that, we'll leave it out there. That's the layout yeah, yeah. for you guys. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm like super excited to see James Gunn get in there and like have some fun with stuff. Hopefully, we actually get a Superman that's a real character that we can relate to and stuff. That's not just a powered guy that you never get to know at all. Like I just didn't. They never characterized him at all. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like he, anyways, Superman. Yeah, that's all. That's it. Where he's like, well, Clark Kent is the real character. Superman's just the guy yeah. who goes and punches right. things. Like yeah. you got to get to know Clark Kent. Yes, but. Yeah. Okay, this is great. Yeah, and this is great. I, stuff. Just Anyways, on the off chance, I'll right. say brand. I tell you, tangents like I'll go with it. Yeah, this. yeah, uh, yeah. That's what we do. But that, I think that's I've seen people complaining that, or or say, suggesting that James Gunn is just going to turn the DCU into the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Is that the big like fear complaint? Or well, he's done a Suicide Squad movie already. Oh, okay. Everyone right. thinks that's that's gonna be right. like a, a silly. And he did like the the Peacemaker TV series oh, with John Cena. Yeah. And, and oh, there's a lot of like right. black comedy in there, so I think they're yeah. thinking it's all gonna have that tone. And yeah. I think James Gunn is better. And like he knows how to change. And he's versatile. Su- yeah. Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, you know, they're like. I want to say they're like B minus, like heroes and villains. So it's not like he's yeah. dealing with like the big names. So and if you read any of these books and or you like it's it's kind of over the top, you know, fucking Rat King, like shit like that, you know. And what's the what's the guy I was messing the name up? Nathan Fillion's character the other day, Joe, the um dude with the arms that fall off. Oh, all, arm fall off boy, isn't that his name? Yeah. There's an arm fall off guy. Andy, you're the one who told me. There was a guy named Arm Fall Off Boy, yes. Yeah. (laughs) It was like like the Legion of Superheroes, I think, had like just auditions, and that's when like they had a comedy issue where like idiots with weirdo powers. Right. Uh, I can take my arm off and hit you in the face with it. And then put my arm, arm back fall on. Fall off, boy! You're like what? Is this? <laughs> so, so, you know those those movies in that show kind of highlight those kind of characters. And sure, you had like Amanda Waller, but then it's not like you're not really dealing with Superman. You're not dealing with fucking Booster Gold for even like you're not really dealing with yeah, right. higher ups. It's like so you you kind well, of Booster Gold is a joke character as well. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but you still kind of expect you know with. Uh, uh, suicide Squad and a uh, Peacemaker for it to be like that just because they're not like super known characters to most right. people. people. They but think of the, they yeah, think that's the like the level of that's where Guardians of the Galaxy were before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They're a oh. weird off, you know, thing that nobody really thought twice about. And then yeah, and no one the, like one of the main things of the franchise. Like, yeah. The expectations were not like there were not many expectations for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Except in my head, because I was reading the the Abnett and Landing comics that it's all based on. I was very excited about it. Yeah, which are super but, good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. They're really cool and get reinvented the concept. It was fantastic. The whole annihilation thing was yeah, I loved it, yeah. especially because of so I didn't like everything else that was going on. I think it was like Civil yeah. War and a bunch of crap I didn't like. Yeah, so Civil War hate. Yeah, but wasn't yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't hate. wasn't James Gunn also not as known when he started the Guardians of the Galaxy, like they handed this sure more unknown yeah. thing to this unknown guy. He did wonders with it. It was unbelievable. It's like changed his life. He's now James Gunn, you know, the DC. But so can <laughs> you Excelsior? Me back in the bottle though. Like now okay. you're sorry, James Gunn, you're no longer unknown guy. You yeah, are but... now known guy. You know, like you're now Tom Brady. You're not the seventh round draft pick that sucked and at the combine was terrible you're now tom brady that's super bowl winning can he, he be still if he was seventh rate combine whatever sports ball talk you're saying <laughs> he would be working hard to right. be the next time but his drive right. yeah. would yeah. be there regardless yeah. of the fame so that doesn't change a creative's drive to be top is going to be there regardless if we only see them as seventh round draft pick or whatever their their drive is bigger than that. So most creatives are always going to be aiming to top their game oh, because wow. that's their goal. Unless they get complacent, unless he's just enjoying the riches and then he's fine. 
I'm I find that happen. most creatives have a hard time reaching complacency because most creatives are their own worst critic. There are people who don't watch their own movies. Right. There are people who don't listen to their own music because they're their own worst critics. So it's it's probably really hard for someone in a craft field to be like, I've made it. I don't even think James James Cameron sits down and goes, I've made it. Well, George but Lucas. his movie doesn't do as well. George Lucas has lots of complaints about movies still. That's He's my example. Down. Like, he was a nobody and was starving artist, made Star yeah. Wars. Star Wars went big, and then he made a bunch of crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm not saying this is going to happen. Because... Oh, man, the Dark Crystal will fucking rule. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's... then what crap to who right subjective yeah my kids love it everyone loves <laughs> and you can also make something you love that the world is not gonna get like i guarantee you my favorite adam sandler movie is nobody else's favorite adam sandler movie because he wasn't even funny in that movie what's your favorite adam sandler movie spanglish yeah. oh. <laughs> did you like funny people I did, but I like Spanglish a lot. But I cried in Spanglish. It got it had my heart. He but my point poop. is, people. <laughs> there are many people who would say that that was not a good movie for Adam Sandler, and I am like, that's a great movie for him because I'd like to see him as not, um, you know, telling poop jokes. You don't want to see him do that. Up in your game and taking a higher challenge, which James Gunn is doing, right? I'm not hating James Gunn. He's done what he what he can do and done it very well. And then he got this other opportunity, which is a big leap for him. So it's like, oh shit, now the pressure's on again. Before he had something yeah. to prove, you know, like and now he's got something to prove again. You know, yeah, so that he's, he's not gonna that he's not gonna Lucas it. Yeah, that he's gonna and, stay. And before Guardians of the Galaxy, he had done two he had written two movies, written one and directed and wrote another one that were basically superhero spoof movies. One was the specials. Uh, not even necessarily spoofs, but just sort of like offbeat comedy versions of superheroes. One's called The Specials, and the other was called Super, starring Rain Wilson in it. Oh, uh, and oh I remember that one. He also wrote uh, the two Scooby-Doo live-action movies, which is uh, interesting because Scooby-Doo is in the Warner Brothers universe, and they do, uh, what? they've do they done some Scooby-Doo DC Batman. crossovers and stuff. Yeah, but he also wrote the script for Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead movie, which uh, was actually oh. really good. Okay. Oh, I don't think I realized that. Worlds colliding yeah. kind of a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not hating on James Gunn. My uh again, my wife went to prom with his brother, so uh, that's <laughs> oh. you know, they're from, she's from St. Louis. So uh always so we're guys, we're one step away from being in the DC EU. Yeah, that's that's all that's called. What us back. <laughs> he, that's it. Yep, that's the only thing. He might just say, Hey James, what was that girl you went to prom with? Yeah, Amy, call her and see if she knows any nerds that want to be in the movie. That, <laughs> that could happen. Right. Uh, well, I was in on this conversation, so you need to call me too. <laughs> oh, Johnny, you're in, baby. You had us Do you need a really tall beer. guy because I'm six seven. You can't tell on here, oh, but like shit. you know, they might need a tall guy. Why, why not? Oh, they'll always need a tall guy. Give <laughs> me a super will. villain or something. You gotta have a six seven guy with a goddamn hammer behind him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Are Back you to wear a horse mask to be Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Or you could wear a mask or special shoes like Cassie's soccer shoes. Uh, segway back to the movie. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> we have the goofy moment where she can't it's an emergency it's an emergency answer it you know it's 911 it's she can't find her soccer shoes uh because well, i thought it was an emergency she said 911 uh but we found out bill's going to extract energy from janet when they find her to cure ava and hank says no that'll kill her no you can't do that it's going to kill her then he has a heart attack uh 
And they're like, oh, you got to help him. He's like, oh, my medicine. Oh, no, I'm going to die. And I got to admit, I he had me fooled, too. I thought he was really dying. And they're like, no, get the get the Altoid tin. His medicine is in there. And then they open the Altoid tin, and it's a booby trap where ants come flying out and become huge, and they scare the shit out of Bill. Uh, <laughs> Bill Foster. Well, that was the other thing I think that helps. Do you think a tactic they used is have uh, Lawrence Fishburne explain all this crazy stuff that you can't believe, but because you're going to believe anything Lawrence Fishburne says. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's the the key to any good science fiction script is to figure out how to get the exposition across without boring the shit out of everybody. And, yeah, uh, putting it comes in from Lawrence Cowboy Fishburne's Curtis. mouth will help. Yeah, and Lawrence yeah. Curtis has done that plenty of times before. So yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. for the job. So uh, anyway, so the, uh, Scott, once they're all distracted by the giant ant, Scott shoots Ava with something that knocks her down whatever he's shooting and i don't know that i remember them shooting stuff before but the, so it's just like a laser it's pulse like in, it's from the first movie i well i don't know if this is the exact bit but uh there's the little discs that yeah, if throw. you throw and then you can enlarge and and shrink things oh okay so like like, they they, like in civil war like here they throw this little hot wheel truck and then they threw it and then he, they throw the disc at it and then the, suddenly the truck it makes really it huge big and, yeah, he just like right. shot something at her. I thought that knocked her down at that point. I can't remember, but I don't anyway, remember exactly. Bill's afraid of the ants, so they get away with the lab because he's afraid of giant ants. And then Hank says that Elias Starr was a traitor, and all that was not true. And he stole Hank's plans, uh, and that Bill's lying to Ava. Uh, so he's still saying Bill's the criminal. Uh, and then as Scott reassures Wasp, he gets a call from Luis, who needs him to fix something for their big proposal in the morning. Uh, so he's got to come there right now. And so, of course, Scott tells them where they are, which ends up dooming them later. But just as the guys are bantering, uh, the ex-con guys are bantering about why the undercarriage wash is unnecessary in warm <laughs> climates, Simon Birch walks around the corner and agrees, yeah, that, that kind of underwashed carriage is meant for our more snowy sister states. And I love this line. Who are you and why do you know so much about car wash protocol? <laughs> like, <laughs> these guys to me, like, as you all know, these are always my favorite moments. These goofy characters that like add the funny. Uh, I'm Simon Birch. And then they have the whole truth serum bit where that's not truth serum. Yeah, it's fucking truth serum. Holy shit. And then we get the Louis story, the way he tells the, he tells the story and everybody's, you know, saying yeah. the words that he's saying, which is so great. Like, Every time I watch this movie, I watch that story. That I rewind that story and watch it like three yeah. times. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> Definitely story. something that Quantumania was missing. Oh, it yeah. is? Yeah, so I haven't yeah. seen that yet, so I'll be missing yeah. that. You got Spoiler, have... Andy. Spoiler, yeah. <laughs> is it a spoiler to say that something is not in a thing? Not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as Joe... much as art spoils things, <laughs> Joe today. was expecting to see him in Ant-Man and Quantumania. He was, like, was. going to look right, for yeah. that. He was gonna look for it. Like, where's this? But going? then he's not gonna find it, and then he's gonna be disappointed. So, Luis isn't even in it. At least it's better him to be yeah, disappointed, not knowing. I don't think he's in it at all. Than being disappointed, knowing going into it like, hi, oh, he's not here. He's not I think here. we need. I really want to watch this movie. I think we need a Luis uh, animated series on Disney Plus where it's just him telling stories. <laughs> I've seen many a meme where they want someone to recap the entire MCU timeline just oh, as Luis though. Yes. That oh, would that's be awesome. funny. That would be yeah. funny. You have to do it as little as Big Joker from uh next Friday. Is it next Friday or Friday after that? <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that very much. 
Okay, so throughout this whole truth serum, <laughs> truth serum bit was very funny and great. Uh, Baba Yaga shows up uh, when Ghost comes <laughs> in. It's Baba Yaga, and they're all freaked out because uh, they think it's Baba Yaga. And uh, and then Simon gets outside to chase her because she gets. Uh, I can't remember what. What did she show up and and do? She did something. I, I didn't write in my notes. Tried to take the the lab or try she just needs to get into that equipment to yeah, stabilize to herself get, yeah so, so but simon has a flat so he calls the feds randall park who happens to be doing close-up magic at online university at the time it was a great <laughs> little side thing and then yeah. uh and then suddenly janet takes over scott's body and paul rudd is a goddamn national treasure for this scene the way he believably <laughs> portrays michelle pfeiffer's character in scott Rudd, in paul rudd's body uh it was that was so good yeah just, and they all can talk to him yeah, <laughs> and he's holding paul hank's Rudd. hand and they're talking to him he's like touching her i'm just like paul Rudd, only paul rudd could do that so that well it's so good uh i've got to say i was impressed by that because when it first start when i saw what was happening i was yeah. like oh my god this is gonna be awful and then like yeah. as it went on i was like He's kind of pulling this off. Actually, you know what? He kind of did pull that off. You, know? yes. you get that moment. whole mental thing. Yeah. yeah. When he calls like, her jelly bean, you're kind of like, oh my God, that's my, that's her. You know, it's like not weird at all, except yeah. that yeah. it could have been played completely for stupid, but it, Absolutely. Uh, it was actually it was... heartfelt. All yeah. red is indeed a treasure. Yeah. I think we forget that. Yeah. I don't forget that, but some people do. <laughs> I quote him at least once a week. Well, as Janet, he wow. says, he says, meet me in the in the wasteland beyond the quantum void. And Janet says, You got two hours to get me out. So now we have our timer set. Calls Hope Jelly Bean, ending all hope of a romantic future between the two, because how can you bang a dude? <laughs> Who was your mom for a second? Your mom. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can. Is that where your brain went? That whole heartwarming moment. And of course. Yeah. He's not gonna I like that. Him. That's a sentence. How can you bang a dude who was your mom for a second? Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of this episode. <laughs> um. Anyway, Scott comes back and looks puzzled. That you know. How did I get up here? And he's holding Hank's hand. Uh, funny moment. And then uh, Hope's about to go to the quantum realm, but Luis calls and says the feds and ghosts are coming. And the truth serum is making him tell the truth. And I hate how you do the dishes. So who puts plates on the top rack? They don't go there. <laughs> that old bit. Very funny. Scott has to go home because the FBI is on the way. Cassie, but when he gets there, luckily Cassie covers for him. Uh, he barfed a lot. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> like that whole thing between randall park and cassie is hilarious um, hank and hope are caught as soon as, as soon as they shrink the lab they're caught everybody's everywhere evil fbi guy uh steals the lab and then ghost whoops his ass and gets it immediately now she's got the lab again uh cassie tells scott he should help hope so just as hope is about to shrink a load-bearing wall scott shows up with a suit and an fbi disguise and ants covering the cameras and saves the day there, all because Cassie said he should help her. And they had a little moment where she says, I could be her partner. But he's like, no, you want hope? I get it. You know, and all that little bit. Uh, Ghost and Bill decide to go for it. Uh, so they're, you know, in the lab about to go destroy Janet or whatever. Uh, but Scott's pep pep said, you have to make a list. 
and they decide Hank has to Hank has to drive because Scott and Hope have the best shot of protecting him. So he's like, let me do this. Uh, he has to dive, not drive. He's got to dive into right. the quantum realm. So, uh, and then Louis shows up and goes, what's up? <laughs> Remember that from the movie? What's up? <laughs> and then he said he wants a suit. I would like a suit, even with minimal powers, or even with no powers. I would like a suit. Uh, <laughs> and then Hank promises Bill he'll help him figure out a cure for Ava when he gets back. So he and Bill kind of reconcile here. Uh, and he's down to 15 minutes that he's got to get her or she's gone forever, I guess. And then Ghost shows up and starts kicking Scott's ass. And Scott uh, Scott steals my famous line. Andy can vouch for me that I say this all the time. Everything's bad over here. Uh, everything here sucks. And was, he's getting his ass kicked by her. Everything's bad. And then Hank dives. The lab shrinks. Then Bert shows up and the chase is on. So we've got that's why my kids walked in. I had explained to them what's happening. They're like, okay, so they're really tiny inside the quantum realm, inside that lab that just shrunk. That's inside the van that that they're all chasing in. So that they're inside that. What's inside that? Inside the whole thing. So <laughs> what? It's like yeah. an Inception thing, you know, where then yeah. they're in their car, and then they're in the dream, yeah. and then they're in another dream. You know? Quantum yes. realm. That's uh, right. <laughs> So this is Action Jackson. Action Jackson right now. Stan Lee has his bit about the 60s. We get the giant Pez you talked about. Oh, you got Pez. Awesome action pack stuff. Just watching yeah. Luis react to shrinking and growing and all the crazy stunts is also yeah. great. Right. Always yeah. had a guy that yeah. just loves it. Yeah. Scott getting big. Uh, battle over the lab uh, between Birch, Ghost, and Hope and Scott. So much fun in the streets of San Francisco when he's riding that truck like a scooter. That's like he's got his knee on the back of it. Like that's that was the cool part. I love when he's big. Uh, and then Luis gets to use the hot <laughs> use the Hot Wheels rally case. What's up? What's up, Art Sir? Uh, my mind, my mind. I'm sorry. You just think of something? You like I I, <laughs> I don't I don't know what he's big. <laughs> oh, I just love with little and big, big and little. <laughs> I was hoping sorry. we got past it for a few moments, and I was hoping we were going to stay Joe's past fault. it. This is Joe's fault. No, he was continuing on with his blurb, and what if because he read your Joe, face. Joe hasn't stilled in me crude wiener jokes. So <laughs> I can't help okay. Whenever something comes Let's up. Let's bypass that. Keep going, Joe. No more wiener jokes. <laughs> no. Well, Luis used the Hot Wheels rally case. And they sees the cool purple cars. Like, I love you, Dr. Pym. Uh, and then Hope whoops everybody's ass and joins Luis. Uh, and then Birch gets away from Scott because he's too big. And then Birch gets on a boat. Scott gets on Antonio Banderas. Uh, after a seagull keeps eating all the ants, Scott gets huge right. and then takes the lab from Birch. Uh, then Hank is tiny and starts hallucinating, but finds Jan in the quantum realm. And she looks fabulous. And this is one thing I said to Art the other day at work. I was like, here's where I had to pause for a second. I was like, okay, how does she look so good in the quantum realm? Does she have makeup in the quantum realm? Like, she's she looks fabulous. You have the most random time passes differently uh, in the quantum realm. Exactly what I was telling him. But then also, I was like, she's been down there. Even if even if time hadn't passed, she's been down there so long. It's like like Gilligan's Island. Like she's probably, you figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly like Gilligan's Island. Yeah. What's her day to day like? What's her day to day? She's created. <laughs> and if you watch Quantum Man, you see like 
Yeah, There's a whole society that. Oh, there. so yeah, that I haven't cool. seen yet. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That. So yeah. So it's so it's yeah. fair for me to wonder like how she got such perfect makeup and the like. Hank can't even stand there without hallucinating. Yet she can look perfect, but she explains it herself in a little bit. So I'll 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 explain what she explains in a minute. But uh, Hank can hardly even exist. But she's got time to do her hair and makeup. Is what I said. And then uh, but then she explains adaptation and evolution. She says. It's part adaptation, part evolution. I've been down here so long. I'm it changes you. I'm different. So apparently she can evolve into never needing makeup and just having perfect. Well, think about perfect, it. Think you know, about eyeshadow. it. Right? Yeah. If you think about it, humans, we we evolved, right? So imagine being somewhere where time moves differently. If you've been there for a really long time, right? Yeah. Like so it's like when when I go somewhere that doesn't have a bidet. <laughs> yeah like, i've evolved to the bidet we've evolved to not be able to really we have to adapt back to pre-bidet life yes <laughs> have nasty stinky buttholes so, uh so but basically what ends up happening nasty, though, like, stinky it's one of those things where buttholes. like you've now like, like you've gotten quote-unquote stinky or whatever but yeah. Holes. All right. Andy, we don't need no more. Nasty. Andy. All right, one more, Andy. But Andy. Nasty. Listen. Okay, Andy. But Andy, holes. bring right. that. Bring that song back at the end of the episode when you sing. I'll, I'll do my best. No, okay. let's never let's have let that Art, song happen let again. Art, Art finishes his thought. I was just going to underscore whatever Art was saying. It's oh, yeah. This is true. This is true. Thank but you. it's just but the fact. <laughs> this is this is my thing. This is my thing, music ladies. You're distracting the art star. (laughs) And if we know anything, art is easily distracted. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Anywho. um, Speaking (laughs) of stinky buttholes, I think my dog just farted. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is taking a turn. It's derailed. (laughs) But we're almost at the end. So, you know, she's been there a long time. So, you know. Her physiology has probably changed on the inside. So since she can do the the Jedi mind trick type shit. So it, it could happen, right? It you could win, happen. You win the no prize. Like let's say, let's say 300 years from now, right? We'll all be dead. But they'll probably be humans will probably be walking in space for all we know. Right? They already did. They, they, no, I mean literally <laughs> walking in space without the use of a suit. They will be able to breathe in the depths of space. Oh, we years. just finished finish searching the ocean. Speaking yeah, of which, yeah. awesome Comic-Con tie-in, because uh, we yeah. have a woman coming who's a biologist who's an expert on tardigrades, water Ooh, bears, yes, which you know can survive in the vacuum of space, can go into a dormant state, and then be revived like when they come back. So, and that's one of the things, like, when I talk, when I talked to her, like, we got into this whole thing of, like, can we use that to adapt to be, to, to, like, onto our human physiology? And there's all this other shit that they can survive through all this crap, like radiation and stuff that we could never survive through. Um, and just trying to figure out what's going on with their genes. Cause, like, it's made up of the same shit that ours is. So there's no reason why ours couldn't do that. We just, mm. it's just not compounded the we, right way. Maybe we haven't evolved to that point yet. Yeah, maybe exactly. exactly. We're still very primitive. So, what is uh, oh, yeah. what what is she doing at the at your con? Actually, so we were going to have some. I I wanted to have one just talking about tardigrades, but some people were like, I don't know if that's going to sell. I'm like, dude, it's fascinating. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so she, 
but she is sitting on our panel that's just, uh, can we find life on other planets? And so it's a, a couple of biologists, a neuroscientist, um, and then an astrophysicist. Um, oh my God. Like, we got to uh, get to this con. We got to get to this con. Talk, just, just having fun with it, you know, just kicking around, you know, yeah. talking about the, was it for me, for me, paradox and, and, and stuff, but then also just like, what, you know, what could we imagine them being like, blah, blah, blah. So oh, that, I can't um, wait for your con. That's the best. We got to get to that. <laughs> I'm excited. But there are tardigrades in this sorry. movie. They're, yeah, uh, they are, she yeah. even says, watch out for the tardigrades. The they're tardigrades. cute, but they'll that's eat right. you. Yeah, they're creepy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Anyway. See, tied <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, tied it right in. Yeah. Um, where was I? Scott passes out. And Luis gets because he's too big and he can only do it for so long. Then Luis gets the lab, but Ghost steals it. And then Ghost grows the lab. Hank and Janet ascend, and Hope saves Scott the last minute because he's about to get crushed. Uh, just as or no wait, Hope saves Scott because he's about to, he's going to drown under the water. Oh, because he's going to drown. Yeah, she goes she goes down because he saves her later. I think right. Yeah, she saves Scott because he's drowning and finds him or whatever. And then just as Hank and Janet are almost back. Ghost connects to the portal deal to steal Janet's power, but Scott and Hope stop her by fighting her. And uh and then that's when Scott kind of helps Hope because she almost gets hit by the thing, right? When he's coming back, I think. Um I just love I mean took a moment when she's helping him like underwater and there's like like just the thought process behind writing all this is like it's so exciting, all these things happening at once. They've just just such such good action writing anyway janet heals ghost she goes up to her and grabs her face and she's got all these powers now with her at adaptation and that was gonna ask about this so in the comics at all none of this has happened right janet van dyne isn't some like all-powerful you know character that can do all this stuff or or not i mean the movie thing no i don't think so not that i mean i'm there's been 60 years of stories, but uh, it's right. so, yeah, at some so point. maybe there's something we saw that was inspiring, but yeah, she, Janet Van Dyne is, is the original wasp, one of the original founding Avengers um, and was um, was not like lost for 30 years or anything like that. So, but this is because they decided to have Hank Pym be an elder. Yeah. So maybe right. not and make him sort of hard to like, which I guess sort of implies his most infamous storyline where he goes crazy and, accidentally like uh maybe not even accidentally the whole yeah the thing with hank pym for a while was that he like he hit his wife once and there was this time when he was having like mental problems he was kind of uh he was under a lot of stress he was kind of fracturing into different personalities he became yellow jacket and he was kind of more of an arrogant ass wife like and then uh I can't remember the context of, but like Janet's trying to deal with all this because they're married. And then like he's sort of the way I heard the story was it was supposed to be like written as he just kind of shoves her, like pushes her aside and says, no, blah, 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 whatever. But the artist drew it like a full on backhand swat and she's like knocking down. And that became his like the defining moment of what Hank Pym was like he was and right. he, he people have tried to redeem him a few times to try to like explain away all right he was right. in a really bad spot he's ridiculously contrite about it he's really uh trying to reform and be better but mm. then someone else always comes around and kind of re- brings re- back that he actually is kind of this bad 
dude. Yeah. Like, or, or, or he's one of the, he's one of those characters that like flip flops a lot yeah. between like he redeems himself and he's a, oh, he's a great hero now. And then he does something like terrible. Cause you know, like, what was it? Like, I don't know where he is right now, but for a while he and Ultron like melded together. Yeah. And he yeah. Was Ultron. Like, yeah. He was uh, the creator whoa. of Ultron in the comics. And okay. it was, right. And like his great shame was that Ultron went crazy evil, but his brain patterns were based on his own. Uh, so he felt yeah. like at some level, I am Ultron and that horrible, you know, genocidal right freaky robot which is, is me maniac yeah. is me which which is yeah. kind of like an i don't want to say i'm gonna say awesome because i'm gonna say fuck it which is kind of <laughs> like an awesome trope in comics when they do stuff like that like magneto has always done it like even right now you have like like beast is i guess yeah. it boils down to that whole like that you know the thin line between insanity and genius, genius. and how you go mad like you you're, yeah. you're, you have these awesome ideas that you want to have happen, that you go so far, so far that you don't give a fuck about anything else other than seeing your shit come to fruition. But right. if you have thinking plans, of consequences at the yeah, moment, yeah. so involved in being So now you have like you know like Apocalypse now might end up being one of the saviors of the X Men. Um, you have right. Madeline Pryor. You know she's still out there fucking yep. killing people, but she's also kind of a savior. So it's, it's that yeah. whole back and forth. It's it's a it's like an evolution of the antihero, right? So yeah, like it's, it's, it's like the the dark side of science, which could be a, an interesting parallel right. to con as well. There we <laughs> yeah, go. yeah, for sure, absolutely. We'll call it absolutely. Shit. No, science is all about coulda, not shoulda. Sometimes right. that's that's the well, name yeah, of your lecture. It's, 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 it's the it's it's the you know the the classic Jurassic Park uh you know problem was they're so so obsessed with whether they could do it they never asked stopped to ask should we do it right yeah. that's not the exact quote um, yeah, but like enough. but essentially that and yeah. then that but that's the thing we always run into with these characters and they do it in the movies with Tony Stark and stuff you know like with Ultron and and other things like you know like can we do this I don't know if we can yeah. that'd be awesome but then and then Tony Stark off that, in yeah. in the Age of Ultron movie he's like I don't want to hear the man was not meant to meddle medley like he is specifically yeah, right, going exactly I don't want to be told that I shouldn't do this because yeah, I, I want do to it. do it which yeah, I, right. I guess like throwing a little bit of that into Tony Stark is is keeping with the original Ultron story is that it was created. Although really the first Ultron was like a like a, a hot water heater with a with tank treads. It was like he was just like a little lab <laughs> yeah. assistant kind of guy. He just kind of he didn't intend for it to really evolve into what it became, but it was there. Right. Um yeah. but yeah, yeah, so anyway, bring it back to the movie. Michael Douglas is Hank Pym and he's irritable yes. and he's hard to get along with and he's right. kind of uh like does things you don't agree with and makes mistakes and that's kind of in keeping with that uh, well i think it's yeah i mean they've done a good job of making the two wasps and the two you know two generations of of ant-mans and wasps kind of homages to everyone yeah. you know and all that so and, and this is like the original original janet van dyne was just like really kind of a uh sexist trope yeah, misogynist first, stuff yeah right? like just yeah, like yeah. oh i look look at these dreamy boys like thor he's so beautiful and i i just love fashion and stuff like this i just want yeah. to be seen it, it was just like uh, she just had a little like, mini skirt was like her costume and stuff like it was just kind of yeah, silly ridiculous little, like yeah um, 
but like interestingly she's one of the people like they did sort of play with her being like a fashion designer in that like her costume is almost different every time you see it every time he's got so many different looks and like some people you know spider-man is has a lot of looks too but like he always goes back to the he always comes back to his classic yeah right yeah but the wasp is always doing interesting weird stuff with her outfits which is is a fun thing to do and like so it makes it kind of like an iron man kind of thing where you get keep to keep you get to keep changing it up and make it like, oh, well, what's he going to wear this time? You know, like, yeah. But also what they've done with the Wasp, too, is like really make her into a strong, powerful woman. She's been the she leader has. of the Avengers before and like, uh, and yeah, like a, an awesome character to, mm-hmm. to follow. So I kind of like think it makes movie. comic book artists have a little more fun. It's like, here, you know, make up a new Wasp costume. You can have whatever yeah, right. you want to do with it and we'll, we can roll right. it. We can always change it if you don't like it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, we'll change it three yeah. issues from now. Well, right yeah, after right, Janet right. Janet heals the ghost, uh, Luis pops in and says, "Cops are coming, like all of them." Uh, and <laughs> so they 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 hatch a plan uh, with a giant suit distraction, uh, and so they oh we got a plan. They just take off, and then we see uh, uh, he gives the giant suit, and then they're like, oh we got you, Scott. And then it deflates, and he's not there. We see him run around in his underwear and his socks, and you know he comes back. <laughs> And then we get this awesome scene between Woo, Jimmy Woo. This might be my favorite scene in the movie where Jimmy Woo, uh, you know, gets to the house. And again, Scott's there. Uh, and will Woo see Scott again? He's like, oh, what do you mean? Like dinner or something? He's like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right. Why, unless you wanted to. Like, did you want to? Like, what what kind of dinner would you think? I don't know. I thought you planned the evening. <laughs> it's like they have that little, <laughs> that little thing. Yeah. Just, you know yeah. what's crazy? It's Randall Park kind of plays this exact same character on the now canceled The Rock series. Like, he's actual, actually Randall Park, but he's now like... This... You're talking about Young Rock? Yeah, Young Rock, yeah. So he's, he's like Randall Park, but he's almost like Mario Lopez and extra Randall Park. Oh, does, he like doesn't a... play one of the wrestlers or anything? No, he, he actually oh. interviewing The Rock, who's running for president. Oh, gotcha. But he gotcha. does all Oh, that's right. Where, yeah, yeah. He's like all... He like, He's really that, yeah. not necessarily giddy, but he's always like the rock and right. Like, are you serious? Like, why can't I get a robe like this? Like, he's he's like Rand, like Jimmy Wolf, but he's yeah. Randall Park parodying Randall Park, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he got canceled, but it's it's amazing seeing Randall Park play himself, almost like playing Jimmy Wolf. He's just so good at it. I mean, yeah, yeah, establish a great character. You want to see it again and again. So I really hope. Somehow, at somehow point, we get an Agents of Atlas project that where he gets to be this kind of the center of attention. Well, one day yeah. we'll be so yeah. good, yeah. Though, we can just push. We're just like, hey, Marvel, look, we got this idea, right? Like, what? <laughs> and, right. I'm Andy Hunsaker. I used to write for Crave Entertainment. They probably have it already in process, don't you think? Like, that's like a Guardians of the Galaxy type thing, isn't it? The way you described it. Yeah, yeah. It could. There's like no, unknown. no one's married to these characters except nerds like me. Yeah. So they can yeah, do right. a lot with right. it, but uh, and it could be just as fun. They could, they could be the next Guardians of the Galaxy if you get the right people in the right hands. Right, and well, it could right. spin out a, a Shang Chi as well because I, I want to say yeah, that's what you thought it was going to happen last time. It didn't. So well, I, I was I didn't <laughs> think it was going to happen. I was but maybe Shang Chi too. Will there be a Shang Chi too? Uh, there should be a Shang Chi too. I don't remember. I don't know if it's been officially announced. I don't know but... if there should be. There might be. There, there might I don't be. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I might be betraying my opinion about, about the movie. But, 
But, well, we, yeah. we get, I like Shang-Chi the character. I was not yeah. crazy about so that. You hear, that you've heard it here first, guys. When we finally get to Shang-Chi, Johnny will be there with me. Johnny. There we go. I'll, go, I'll come back. I can talk about it. I don't hate it. I just wasn't crazy about I'm it. Not particularly I, I, could go, I could go all day about a lot of the things. I could say we're wrong with it. Uh, uh, one of them is Aquafina, to be honest, but we, we can go off on that another time. Oh, okay. that's uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> we get a big group hug with Scott and uh, his ex and the new dad guy. I forget his name. Uh, which is kind of a funny bit. And then XCon closes the deal, and they're all excited about the deal that they got. And then we cut to Janet and Hank in their house on the beach. It's a tiny little house. Grows up, and then uh, and then Scott, Hope, Cassie as a drive-in movie with the giant laptop. Uh, that we see when there's a giant moth on their, on their uh, windshield, which is a funny little moment. Um, yeah. And then we get the two post-credit scenes, uh, the subatomic van, and this is a creepy thing where like they're sending him back to the quantum realm, uh, to get the healing particles for Ghost, I guess. So he's trying to help her out, but the blip happens while he's in the van, uh, mm -hmm. because everybody disappears, like. And this is freaky as shit. So I can't remember what happens now. Even though I've watched the next one, well, he's in the quantum realm the whole time. I can't remember. So I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't wait to watch uh, Endgame. But we got to watch Captain Marvel first. Captain Marvel first. Yep. So I got to yeah. just sit here and wait to find out what the hell happens. That's the, the fun about it. That's the fun. You, you're not. You're waiting, but you're also taking in another form of entertainment while you're waiting. You're not just twiddling your thumbs. And you're getting a sense of how we all felt when we had to wait between Infinity War and Endgame, yeah, and true. we had these two interstitial movies where we just really wanted mm -hmm. to get to the Endgame as much as possible. Like what yeah, the hell this happened? Kind of the nerd you experience you're getting right now. And you don't have to wait a couple of years for it. Unless That's I, true. It could be the you way we slog through. <laughs> the way we slog through podcasts, it might be a couple of years before we get to it. Uh, well, it was actually, not a couple of years. It was, it was Infinity months. War was that summer, and then Ant Man was like that August, and then Captain Marvel was like in February, and then Endgame oh, came right. around the next year. So it was only yeah. about a year we had to wait. But and it was go. all was that was that all pandemic time? Was that are no. we getting into the pandemic times yet? Or no, 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 this is all like uh -uh. pre-pandemic. Okay, I don't know why I didn't see any of those the first time, and then the second probably did post just forgot them. No, I never saw Captain Marvel before. I mean, I just watched it a little bit ago, but. But I loved all the 90s references and stuff. I like it set in the 90s. Everything should be set in the 90s. That was and we have... the one thing that was nice about that movie. Uh, yeah. The 90s references. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're giving me a... I'm sorry, I hate on everything. No, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's like, I like a lot of the Marvel movies, but there are some that I'm just like, I did not think they did that one very well. Yeah, but... and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we, we do a lot of Marvel love. We haven't hated a lot of movies, so... Maybe we need to have Johnny on more. Right. Hey, then, <laughs> yeah, you can have me on the Marvel movies we talk about. Yeah, just, we did shit on the Dark World a bit, but uh, we just shit on Barbarella. Well, that, that you time. you should you should shit on the Dark World uh, yeah. for sure. That yes, was, we did. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we do. Yeah, and then we get the second scene where it's just an ant playing drums, <laughs> just like just an ant <laughs> playing drums. Like, why did they add that there? You're waiting for something else, and that yeah, so, uh, that's kind of funny. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. We got to the end. We did what? it, TPJ. I am thoroughly surprised. We definitely went over the time that I thought we were going to be on here. But <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. been here for a we while. Did. 
We did do it. So we did do it. I mean, it's going to be a couple episodes. We'll see. But uh, And we did it with Johnny, and we plugged yes. the Beer City Comic Con. Uh, so Mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah, we did it. We did it all. Check so, and check. So was this, Johnny, were you a fan of this movie? Uh, of Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. Um, not not hugely. And I'll, I'll like, be honest with you. Like, I'm, I wasn't crazy about any of the Ant-Mans that much. I mean, like, I, I say, say, take all this with a grain of salt. I'm a huge Marvel Universe person. I watch all the movies. I love them. Like, yeah. And, and but but like I'll I'll be very critical about them a lot of times too. Like but like I, I just I think that Ant Man is a great and Paul Rudd as Ant Man and everything is an awesome side character. Yeah. I don't like him as much as like I it gets a little bit too much over the whole of a whole movie with him. Like in Civil War he was awesome. Like in the other event like he was great. He's a great character to be in there and like they they have to do it's kind of like well, you got to fill the character out by having their movie so yeah. that they can be a good side character in these other movies yeah bring um, so so i i see i see that but i think it is just like it, it kind of gets it's like too much of a good thing you know like where it's like all right i got it that's your shtick and you're just going to keep playing it again and again and again yeah, that's, when that's just the one guy coming in every once in a while it's hilarious yeah. and it's hard and, and you love him you want to give him a hug you know like that's paul Rudd. it's like it's like art's thigh meat it's you don't want too much of a good thing it's like <laughs> very it's nice. a limited edition <laughs> Yeah, but, but so that, that's my that, general yeah. opinion. Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of and that kind of comes in. Uh, we'll get. I that point kind of comes in a bit more with Quantumania, which we'll get to in a hundred years. But yeah. uh, it's just <laughs> like right. when you've got like an Avengers level fleet of heroes, but they all have kind of the same powers. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it, there's right. not a lot of right. like, oh, you shrink, you grow, you shrink, you grow. Uh, it's sort of uh, and and the one guy likes ants. So that's I love yeah, the, right. I love and the they're, they're just yeah. a lot of the same kitschy uh you know jokes being played again and again and again. Or and then you have one totally awesome actor in Jonathan Majors that carries the entire movie. <laughs> like as as far as I'm concerned. Like if he wasn't in it, it would have been total shit. But it was like it was good because he like he was the character, like this guy, he was the most unrealistic character as far as you know, he's a time traveler and all this kind of stuff. But he's the one that you really like. This feels like a real human being. I can connect with this person emotionally. Everybody else is just kind of a joke, you know. Like, um, so, anyways. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if he doesn't have molecular disequilibrium, <laughs> I can believe it. It doesn't have that. Yeah. It does have a lot of other <laughs> interesting things in it. It's a lot of fun. Don't let me ruin the movie for you. Like, it is a it's a really fun visually movie, visual movie. Like, and there is like a lot of funny parts for sure. Um, and Jonathan Majors fucking rules in it. Like he he did yeah, a great. He's job. really good. Like, yeah. Him as Kang, it just couldn't be better. Like yeah, I love it. TBJ, yeah. what's your thoughts on Ant Man and Wasp? Rating system again? I forget. Or we just <laughs> have fifty of them. I don't know if we have a rating system. Just, um, I guess your summary, like what what made you upset? I rarely get upset, so that's except <laughs> at you and Art. <laughs> <laughs> I really get and upset you- at a movie. I'll say that, except Barbarella. What, um, what makes you say Howard Excelsior? Did Howard did that. Oh, Howard, Howard the Duck was dumb. Howard the Duck was but, dumb. But uh, it was fun. It's funny. I like some of the heartwarming parts between him and his daughter. 
Uh, I like that relationship always growing every time we get to see Ant-Man. I love the family side of him. Mm-hmm. But I don't care that much about Ant-Man. <laughs> but I also don't care that much about Iron Man. So, Boom. you know, it's only about three, four heroes. So I'm like, yes, I'd ride or die with. Yeah. One of them is Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> ew. Ew. We can we can duel at dawn. I will take a bow and arrow. I the Girl Scout and me can shoot a bow and arrow, sir. Well, I will go. take Paul Rudd uh, any day, and I get clueless with it. So boom. No, I love Paul Rudd. <laughs> okay, clueless where he's dating his stepsister is not the movie you think it is, Joe. That's so, uh, <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah, because she's a not. minor. She's a minor too, right? That's weird. She's in high yeah, school, yeah. and their yeah. parents were married. Yeah, it, it, that was he's like, like twenty three and she's fifteen. Yeah, she's yeah. like sixteen. Yeah, either way, yeah. It's, that it, was weird. It's I it. love my brother. Yeah, I guess that is weird. Yeah, that was the I weirdest reveal at the end of that. But movie. that's not like... his fault. And then like, they had a huge gross French kiss at the end too. Yeah, he yeah. didn't write it, but and that was his first movie, so you know he was. Well, yeah. Dan Hedaya yeah. was in it, so that's Dan true. Hedaya and everything. And let's be honest, it was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, that was just a weird yeah. part. Those yeah, yeah. Rules. I, you <laughs> could have. He could have been a love interest that wasn't related to her for two seconds. Um, I like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is great to me. I think if controversy ever comes out about Paul Rudd, I'd be very sad. Oh yeah. Um, I enjoy him, and I enjoy the funny bits. I love his crew. His crew is always funny. They always bring life to it. I love the heartwarming parts with family. I Ti. You listen, Clifford. Clifford Harris. Yeah. Uh, I used to love him so dearly until he did some shenanigans. Um. Michael Pena yeah. is Luis. Let's give a shout out to Michael. Yeah, Pena. Michael Pena. Yes, he has a show a little right. bit. Yeah, that that I mean that's just my favorite buddy system. Him and Paul are two of my favorite buddies, um, ever on screen. But yeah, I'm not like yeah, it's my favorite. Am I gonna go back and rewatch <laughs> it again after today? No, not even the Luis story scene. It. If you just edit those story scenes. And if you edit the ones where he's talking to his daughter, it's always a win for me because I will cry. That's yeah, fine. Those Some moments of my emotions. Yeah. But I don't want to watch the whole thing. I didn't really care about the ghost. I didn't really care. I, there's a lot that I don't care. And maybe that's because science isn't my jam either. I don't know. I work for a whole STEM nonprofit. Don't tell anybody. But I... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that interested. Um, but it's not a bad movie. It's just not my jam. DBJ, when you talk about getting emotional and stuff, did you have you ever watch Ted Lasso? I watched some of it. I haven't sat down and binged it. You I know I got, rarely watch TV. Yeah, I just finished it so I can get rid of my Apple TV and talk about hey, crying bro. all the time. Oh, hey, my God. Geez, yeah, I, right. I every cry episode, every episode. Man, I'm like, crying. Jesus, why am I crying? What, what's happening to me? <laughs> like, why am I? Stop making me cry. It's, it's, and it's something about Jason Sudeikis. Like, his, yeah. his, his voice yeah. and, his, and the accent that he's doing, is yeah, it's kind of soothing. He's Ned Flanders. Kinda, yeah, but it, but it's also <laughs> yeah. essentially yeah. But you it's love like, him, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you just like it's it's almost like an after school special, but for adults kind of sort of. <laughs> yeah. So it it, it yeah. feels good, but then at the end of it, you just like, man. Well, it's one of those things because it's like you take a silly little thing, and that silly little thing makes you feel feels. Yeah. Which. Is a yeah. good way to feel feel. I'd rather feel feels yeah. a silly little thing than, um, you know, too much of the world on fire. So yeah, if you could take all his pop culture right. references and 
and bottle those. Uh, oh my God. So yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I think one of the, one of the great things about, about Ted too, and you guys can all appreciate this, your Southerners like, like me, like, is that he, he's like this awesome conglomeration of like, you know, your, your typical, what you would assume is a conservative Southerner while mm-hmm. being like pretty liberally minded. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is the best person there could be. Like, yeah. he's like, you know, a centrist. You know, he's like the best of both worlds. Like, he's like yep. great. Why can't we all be this way? Yes, <laughs> you know, like, they can exist. Uh, yeah, right, right. All right, Art, your turn. What do you think? I like this movie only because I feel like a movie like this kind of keeps me grounded, right? Because I feel like I've always been... I'm I'm still am, but like I'm always been, uh, like the dark side. To quote TBJ, is like my jam. So anything <laughs> that I can watch, and like you know, like the the very I don't know if, I don't know if it's I can't recall whether or not it still plays, but I was talking to someone earlier about this, about the whole all I'm trying to do is make money thing, kind of thing. I'm talking about video games and yeah. how like now I play a lot of kind of cozy like video games just because you know I've always been like my my mind has always been like the tortured artist kind of thing. So like I would I would get mad about some shit instead of punching the wall, I draw something or do something really dark, right? So anything that kind of like pulls me back from the darkness, I can watch repeatedly. Where mm-hmm. so like Ant-Man and the Wasp is one of those movies where I'm not saying it's great. But for me, it's like it's that feel good moment. It like it closed me. It 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 tethers me, right? Like I'm like Ang, the last Airbender kind of thing. I'm going all the way. <laughs> it's like it's, it's 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 what tethers me to this earthly plane and keeps me from going full on dark. Shit like this, like and Animal Crossing. Dark, <laughs> like, like, Tamagotchi, like, do you have one of those? I don't, I don't do that. But it's like how like TV thing, like you know, she, they can get it, she'll go off, like shit, like this is is like it's my my kryptonite, right? So it's, mm. it's fun to watch just because it keeps me from being, you know. All right, it's your kryptonite, so it kills you, but it's also it, it saves you. Yeah, it's a weakness. Oh, is, is it yeah. like the? Is it the the? What is the? Which the red color kryptonite, kryptonite changes your personality? Right, but, but yeah, I can't remember if it's red or one of, yeah, one of the other ones. Yeah, I think the red kryptonite inverts your personality, and that's what it is. There, you there go. was more red, than one yeah. color of kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. Red, yeah. Red, red actually kind of like, the way that they've been doing it, and like especially like in a new Superman cartoon they have now, it doesn't <laughs> invert oh, his person. It doesn't <laughs> invert his personality. Yeah. It kind of like dra- it drains him, and it has almost like the opposite effect of uh. Blah, 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 blah. The green. Having an exposure to the yellow sun. So it's like oh, the right. red the red rays kind of subdues him and it kind of makes him sick. Whereas I guess in like the movies and some of the shows, whenever he gets the folk, like especially on uh not Smallville, but what's the damn shit they had uh the one with Dean Kane? <sighs> no, it wasn't Dean Kane. But that wasn't like oh, just, okay. just recently, I wanna say Maud. <laughs> yeah. Maud. But Maud, like yeah. it was like they was using the red kryptonite, and the red kryptonite, what it was, it was making him like evil, but then it also like latched onto that kind of dark personality that's mm. inside of Clark. So you're talking yeah. about Ant Man right. Wasp is your red kryptonite. 
Hey, man, it's no, not it's, your red it's kryptonite. Just, it's just my kryptonite. <laughs> See, I, I was going to sit there and say green Superman, kryptonite. Superman can be exposed to green kryptonite and not die. It's just it's only when he gets a lethal dosage of it that'll actually kill him. And really, he also Superman technically cannot die. Technically, Supes cannot die because he's come back from from the dead already. So we can assume he can come back again. Is that why? Well, yeah, obviously. It's sort of like how you know early how you were saying like how Superman is one of those characters which all we see him being is like leaping tall buildings shooting eye lasers, blowing cold breath, and flying. But he's so he's like he's like Iceman. He's like Gambit. So much more. But they keep him onto like they don't want to make him too like like even now one of the big things about Superman has always been like, what happens if he goes evil? This new Superman cartoon show is all about them trying to control Superman a la Lex Luthor kind of thing where it's like Superman, he's he's an alien. He can kill us all. What happens when he yeah, decides right. he doesn't want to be a hero anymore kind of thing? That's me. Like, I'm not saying I can kill us all, but it's like something like Ant-Man and the Watch <laughs> to bring it back. It's something that keeps me not being the angry black man all of the time. How many <laughs> how many how many colors are there? We don't want we don't want to argue on dark superman. I am I'm looking up kryptonite right now. There's like like I was too. There's 25 a periwinkle, there's a periwinkle, there's a pink orange, yeah. Yeah. I had there's no a idea. lot of different guys. I'm gonna follow the regular green there's, kryptonite. There's it's red almost like kryptonite. a kyber crystal. Red kryptonite is apparently unpredictable consequences. Yeah. Some people can turn into a dragon or just get real hairy or they get powers. There you go. Uh, there's gold kryptonite. That's an which... easy story writing there. Yeah. Red kryptonite. It can do anything. So I can Superman just put it in my story head. and do whatever Superman I want. <laughs> yeah. Had, uh, super, what do they call it? Kryptonite K or some. Sh- it did some weird thing where it gave. It was like a drug. It gave you powers, but then it yeah. also kind of made you insane. There's gold, gold kryptonite, like which removes kryptonite superpowers. There's blue kryptonite, which is an antidote to green kryptonite. There's white kryptonite that it kills plant life. What color what kryptonite stops baby? me from eating uh, spoonfuls of Nutella every night before bed? Uh, probably the the cryptomites, which are living beings composed of various forms of kryptonite. What? There is platinum kryptonite. All right, Andy, Andy, put away, put away the kryptonite, Andy. Put away the kryptonite and tell us if you like this movie, so we can end this podcast. Go to bed. (laughs) Okay, I gotta go to bed. Uh, I enjoyed this movie. I like, uh, I like as much as like you want to watch like the big spectacle movies. Like we're in this when this movie came out. End game. End game. We had to see End Game, but it's it's good to see like this galaxy spanning thing of Thanos going around doing all this crap and outer space and all the, like this huge space opera where the bad guy wins at the end. And then you switch gears a bit and go completely earth level and get, well, and even below to the microverse, I guess, but uh, this very human uh, like life in the MCU kind of story. It's like you, 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 you get a lot of like the big talk, so it's good to switch gears and just see like how people live and how people. Which is why we we used to kind of get that with like the next Netflix series. Like you would have because they weren't they weren't canon at the time, but you had like you know the ground level stuff that all street level kinda, crime, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. you yeah. over to the big big bang shit. And that right, I really yeah. do yeah. need to finish watching all those Netflix movies, the series. I, yeah, I, Daredevil I, is good. I think I started yeah. it, but I never finished it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I enjoy this movie. Uh, it's 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 not the kind of movie like you, uh, like aside from watching Luis recap everything, 
it, it's not like the one you'd like, oh, let's go watch that again. You're not super excited to see it again, but it, yeah. it's a good like sort of breather. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a great placement as far as uh, breaking up the, the, the space opera kind of thing. And, yeah. and it's, and it's fun to revisit once in a while, but it's not like the one you're going to be excited to go watch again. I love yeah. all the well, hot wheels. Like, yeah. Hot yeah. Wheels. So that was, that was fun. I, and I'm just to, to gauge like what I was saying before, like, uh, you know, I've seen all the Ant-Man movies at least three times, some of them four times. So that's, that's <laughs> like, it's not like I hate the movies or anything yeah, like right. that. Like I enjoy the movies, like, yes. but I'll, you know, I have my critiques. Uh, I'm the well. same. I don't hate it. I just, I'm yeah, like, are we going to watch Top Gun or are we going to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp? I'm oh, not so, touching so Top Gun. Watch what's the what's the I've game? still Fuck managed Tom to Cruise. get all the way through this almost 50 years without watching Top Gun all the way through. You don't need to, Andy. I don't think I do. I've never felt I have to disagree with you guys. I love Top Gun. Johnny, here's the thing. Uh, You're new to this, so I won't yell at you like I yell at the other ones. But Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise can sat down for me, okay? I don't want to see that man on my screen anymore. He He can retire somewhere far, far away. And never show right. up for me, and life would be just I fine. You know, it's going mean, to end Would be just fine too, either way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't want to see him. I feel like the if, Tom Cruise story is going to end spectacularly badly because he keeps doing these crazy, ridiculous stunts. He apparently did like the biggest oh, yeah. the bike stunt for the first movie on the first day just to see uh, if they needed to do any, the rest of the movie. Because he's if a we can't maniacal. do this, he's maniacal and he's doing these stunts. And one of these times, it's not going to work. And yeah. he's just gonna, gonna end go up out on a blaze rock. of glory, just like Maverick would from Top Gun. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> but don't you think if that happened, don't you think uh, that would be too devastating for America to handle? So they would have AI just remake Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I think he'd, he'd be, be an AI Tom Cruise. No, I think uh, it'd be uh, Scientology would rebuild. Scientology they have, they have, a, yeah, they have floating yeah, clones of Tom Cruise. They would never let it happen. Yeah, yeah. life model, life model decoys them. Um, yeah, there are tanks. There are thing. tanks filled with Tom Cruise's. Tom, Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Cruise is, is a lot of fun in these action movies, but he, but he's no like uh, who am I thinking of? Who who got COVID for a second? Uh, Tom Hanks. There's no Tom Hanks. He's a Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks got COVID. I was like, oh shit, America's about to crumble. If That's Tom how Hanks I knew it was down, real. Yeah, everybody's gonna be rioting in the streets. Like it's gonna be yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, That's when people started taking it seriously. I remember that night because yeah. it was. Yeah. He got it, and they canceled an NBA game. We were like, "Holy shit, it's real!" Like yeah, if they're canceling real. a yeah, game. Right. Yeah. Tom Tom Hanks has it. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's real. I was like, "We can't lose Tom Hanks. No, we gotta <laughs> get the scientists out here." America's uncle. Yeah, whereas Tom Cruise, as a matter of fact, they probably already yeah, have exactly. his clones doing the stunts. It's not him doing the stunts. <laughs> yeah, right. totally bring right. out his totally. Scientology clone. Yeah. His uh, Zemnu, the type shell of a human being. Xenon, whatever the <laughs> I don't remember the Scientology space god. I can't remember what that get thing's uh, name is. Yeah. What they call not him. Zemnu the Titan, that's a Marvel character. Uh, oh, I've got no. the book in my basement. You can go get it look it up. But it's not Zach. <laughs> we don't need to spend any more time on Tom Cruise. Okay. No, <laughs> it up. Fair enough. All right. Fair well, enough. thanks for being here, Johnny. Appreciate you. Yeah. And, thanks uh, for being here. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. yeah oh, great. dude, I loved it, y'all. This is great. Uh, I'd love to do it again sometime. So, holler. Oh, yeah. 
we will definitely bring you back and we're definitely going to come to Asheville because holy shit, that sounds like an awesome con. And everyone go check it out. Beer City Comic yes. Con in Asheville. Check get Johnny out. Yeah, get your tickets. Go spend a weekend in Asheville. Those of you who aren't there, it's a wonderful yeah. place to visit. I've I've never actually been there. I'd like to get up there. Oh man. Oh yeah, I was just yeah, up there a couple weeks ago. It's beautiful. We're going. Yeah. We're going I was next there year last month, and it was it was hot, but it was great. Yeah, it's been hot just this last little bit. It finally got hot. It usually doesn't get very hot here, but um, no, it was yeah. hot when I was. But there September, last month. September is going to be beautiful. Yeah, it'll be beautiful there. there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. Yeah. That's the time to go. So, with that, everybody, go check it out. And uh, that's this episode. And Andy, you want to go ahead and sing us out with that song? You no, he song? doesn't. No. <laughs> Wait. Stinky, I forget the middle. Nasty. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nasty. Stinky. TBJ, you can end this just by saying Excelsior. Nasty. Stinky. <laughs> butthole. Nasty. Stinky. Butthole. Thank you for listening to the Nerd School Podcast. president no more but evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor still more incarceration of my kids been by the prisons and people thinking this election to end racism proud of a pessimism glad to see obama but don't expect me not to speak out when i still see problems mr officer now they pull this look like me you don't think again we're seeing brothers rolling down the street every martin luther king on his american dream still a rodney bnb and screaming fuck the police me i'm running through the pastures trying to get away from master but the dogs is on my ass i gotta move a little faster can't fast for caucasian but i got a couple papers from the plantation saying i graduated congratulations cool beans but to most school me trying to dodge stds living off government cheese trust the government please not even if it was me sitting in the oval office as commander-in-chief trying to give us this free but there's a nigga in my ear saying you got it superman you ought to keep it here get this distinctly clear i'm all about jetting raps kunta kente without the half stepping a new chapter Back with new lessons After that, the final exam Any questions? QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com Network.com